Good morning, guys. This is the RGM Podcast. I'm your host, Oliver Conley, and today we'll be talking about public speaking and establishing a confident mindset with Shivansh. How are you doing, Shivansh? Hey, Oliver. I'm doing really great. How are you today? Yeah, I'm good, man. So, Shivansh, you're a content creator and you've recently graduated from the Uni of Sydney and also the founder of uh, Monday Might Days. And, um, you know, you, you, your Instagram page, you know, I got a lot of attention from that. Uh, so over the last two years, you've built like a really, really strong personal brand. And, uh, you know, I was really interested in yourself and your story, which is why, um, you know, we're, we're doing this podcast today. And if anyone wants to check out the Instagram page, we'll put it in the uh, the forum pages on ourgen.co.uk and it's my uncooked thoughts. So uh, check out Shivansh's uh, Instagram page. So, yeah, so public speaking and, and confident mindset, you're, you're the man for this. So just give us a quick intro for our audience on, on who you are. Sure, man. And I, I, want to, I want to thank you for having me over for the show. Really appreciate it. And for everyone who is listening, hi, everyone. My name is Shivansh. And this is my story, guys. When Oliver mentioned that we're going to talk about public speaking today, what gives me that, you know, authority to talk about public speaking? I'm not a public speaking coach or an expert myself. But the thing is that I have developed a lot in the last five years. It all began when I was in my 10th standard. And one of my high school teacher, Mr. Sarita Gunyal, asked me to come to the stage. I mean, just in front of my class classmates and read out aloud a poem from my textbook. So I started walking towards the podium and I kept my book on the podium. I didn't even look up because I was afraid to make eye contact with my classmates. And I think only my teacher who was sitting on the left side of me on her desk could see that my legs were shaking like anything. And I started reading it, but my voice was just audible enough that the first few bench you know, classmates sitting on the first few bench could hear it. So it was a total nightmare. I felt very bad. I felt helpless. I felt nervous. But there was deeper emotions to it. There was a deeper problem that was the reason behind my stage fear. And I want you all to know that it is completely okay to have stage fear. A lot of us have it. And it's not just about facing public or facing a lot of people that, you know, give, give, give birth to it. It could come from different, different places. For me, it was, I had a very low self-esteem when I was a teenager because I was unhealthy. I was a chubby kid growing up. So that took a toil on my self, uh, you know, self-esteem and not, not just when I was on stage, but even when I was talking to a few people, I had that nervousness. So a lot of things can trigger the, these issues that we feel very nervous when we are on stage. Understanding them is very crucial. Figure out why do you think that you are afraid of when you are on the stage? What is the reason? Is there any experience that happened before that gave you, you know, that that uh, kind of fear originated from? And Oliver, I'm not sure, like, if you have ever felt anything like this or anyone who's listening to this, but something might, like, an experience like that can trigger the stage fear. But mm. with that being said, the best part is uh, public speaking is a skill. And yeah, any skill can be learned right Oliver like if there is a skill it can be learned of course and, um, with, with public speaking you know there's so many applications to it because you not only have your typical like politician public kind of speaking but you also have yeah. in the interview room for example you, you will be talking 100 even if it's one person or if it's a thousand you know it's it's the same kind of thing and there's a lot of things there with confidence as well so on that public speaking skill is there anything that you would sort of recommend to students now who do want to work on that what kind of tips and tricks did you use to help you enhance that skill of public speaking? Right. Uh, and 
you know, the first thing is, it's very cliche, it's very basic, basic tip, but it is to get started. Now, okay. if you don't practice, if you don't face that fear, I remember I said this on the stage the first time that I said, I'm going to grab the bull's bite horn. Like, I know that I'm bad at, you know, speaking in front of you, but it doesn't matter. So there was a perspective switch that helped me to look at the bigger picture that if you have stage fear currently, I want you to think from five years from now perspective that, okay, I know that I suck at public speaking right now, or I'm not where I want to be. But if I practice maybe in five years, it is going to be better. And if you switch that narrative, you have a different kind of outlook to public speaking or anything in life, I believe. So what I started doing is that I started going to all these events like debates, elocutions, uh, youth parliament, business case competition, anchoring of different events, any opportunity that I could get to go in front of people, I would grab that. And uh, don't get me wrong, a lot of time I went blank in front of the audience. I stuttered my way through, my legs were still shaking, but I was improving every time I was on the stage. So you Just start from somewhere. There. Yeah. You, you start from somewhere. You've got to practice. You've got to, you've got to move forward with that. And, and how do you deal with that? I won't say failure because obviously with learning a skill, you have to learn how to fail in order to then be successful. But when you said like your legs were still shaking and you were stuttering and, and like going blank, right. how, how does someone get into that mindset of they're going to fail lots and lots of times. And obviously it's quite embarrassing as well. So how did you cope with these small, like mini mistakes, which allowed for success in the future? Right. Amazing question. I want to share, uh, share a couple of the things that people can do. First thing is that this is not something I used to do back in the days, but I only recently figured it out. I only recently found this, uh, you know, hack or whatever you want to call it, but I believe it will help you a lot. So I call it a self pep talk. Now imagine that you are going to, you go, you're waiting in the, like, you know, sitting on the, on your chair and you know that you're going to go on the stage, maybe 10 minutes or five minutes from now. And all that is going in your head is that I'm going to forget my script. <laughs> People are going to laugh at me. This is going to be a nightmare. If this is what is going in your head, imagine while you are on the stage, it will become like a self-fulfilling prophecy. So we got to change that talk that we are having to yours, to ourselves. What I would recommend you to do is that take out a piece of paper and a pen or even in your phone and start writing that, okay, I have practiced enough that I'm going to be good at this thing. I have proper knowledge about the topic that I'm going to talk about and everyone is going to get a lot of value. So when you switch this narrative that you're talking to yourself, you're putting yourself in a place where you feel confident, you start thinking confidently and imagine once this happened and you step on the stage with the confidence that, okay, you know, I have practiced enough. I am an expert, a leading authority in this topic that I'm going to talk about that will make you feel better. If you feel better, your performance is going to get better. So write this thing, like write a sentence that this is going to be amazing for this reason. Write it 10 times. Don't think about it. Don't, don't say it, say it, but write it on a piece of paper on your pen. And when you see it in front of you, it's going to work like a charm. And it's not just for public speaking. If you're feeling nervous before an interview, before maybe an Instagram live, a YouTube live before a date. I don't know. So you can, you can have these, um, you know, a kind of self pep talk to put you in the right mindset. Yeah. I think mindset is, is something really important, especially sort of nowadays as well. But going back to that interview, for example, I know that a lot of, uh, a lot of younger people, especially when you are interviewed with 
a 40 or 50 year old, even if they're like a big senior or whatever, it is quite intimidating and just giving you that, that sort of like little pep talk just before getting you into the right mindset. You know, it, it's nothing, it's not like practice for the, the speech or anything. It's more just getting yourself in that right mentality of, right, let's smash this. Let's, let's get it. And um, yeah. you know, with your experiences, is there anything like anything that you said to yourself, any examples where you've like these little pep talks? Yeah. I was watching a video today on Kobe Bryant where he was mentioning, uh, Oliver, have you seen this movie Gladiator? Yeah, yeah, Gladiator, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Do you remember that scene when he picks up a sand and like he picks up a sand in his hand before getting into this fight? Yeah, the, the routine. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Kobe Bryant was mentioning that how this was a switch for that gladiator to get into perspective. This is, you know, this is now this is on. For Kobe Bryant, it was like he used to put put earphones and then get get himself into that zone before he go into the court. So anything could for you could be anything, a, a, a song that you like, anything that puts you in that frame. Could be deep breathing, just try deep breathing. And for me, I usually don't have one particular sentence. I try to make it very related to the place it is. So if I'm feeling nervous before a public speaking thing, I will say, Shivansh, you have been practicing for five years now. You have built your knowledge and people are going to get value. If it is before an interview, I would say, Shivansh, your skills are enough. You have learned about all these subject matters for in your university or anything. And you're just going to have fun, be yourself. So I kind of like make it very hyper related to whatever that particular incident is, particular event is, if it is public speaking, I'll talk about that. If it is an interview, I'll talk about that. So make it more related to whatever that event is and you will feel more uh, into it. And is there, we've sort of touched on the mental side. Is there anything physical, that, like a routine? Like you, you mentioned, uh, Gary Bryant with the headphones, the gladiator with the sound. Is there anything that you do or is it just this this sort of like pep Right. No, I used, to, I used to do this a lot of time. It's called power poses. So when I was okay. trying to get better at public speaking in my undergrad degree, and every time before I used to this, go to the stage, I will lock myself into the washroom and I will practice these power poses. And I'm not sure if you have heard about power poses, but let me tell you what they are. So power poses are, there was a research done. I read this somewhere. I'm not sure how true this is, but it said that power poses can reduce your cortisol level. Cortisol is the stress hormone in your body. Power poses can reduce your cortisol by 20%. Wow. So yeah. it is a good thing to do. What are power poses? It's actually you. So imagine this. If you're feeling nervous, imagine a nervous human being, a nervous person. How do they behave? They are usually closing their body. Like if they, they close off um, the yeah, space that shoulders, they're taking. Like head down and that kind of... Yeah. Right, yeah, like a hunched shoulder, head down, not taking too much space. Because that that is when we feel nervous, we try to not take too much space. If we, like, if we go back, if you, if you flip that, you take more space, it makes you feel in control, it makes you feel more confident. So there are three power poses that anyone can do. And I know you're listening to me, so listen carefully, you can practice it. If you're listening to me right now, please stand on your feet. Don't do it if you're driving a car. <laughs> but if you are at your home, please stand on firmly on your feet. And I want you to bring both of your arms in the air on the opposite side. So imagine you are stretching your chest or um, you know, you're just doing an I call it an eagle pose. So you literally have your arms wide open in the air. And the thing is that you have to deep breathe here. Take deep breaths. This is the first pose. It's called an eagle pose. The second pose is that you take your arms and put them over your head, making a big V, like a victory pose. You might have seen it a lot of time. 
I call it a V pose, a victory pose. And then you take deep breaths. The third one is when you keep your hands on the side of your waist, like in, like, you know, a, a, an authoritative person would do. Mm. Now you don't have to do all of these three uh, poses. You can do either one of them, even one of them, whichever works best for you, but make sure that you're taking deep breaths. Now what deep breaths do is that if your heartbeat is racing fast because you're feeling nervous, then deep breaths will help you to monitor that rate, heart rate. It will help you to slow down your, your heartbeat and you know, uh, you can better deal with your nerves. nerves. So, do, so that's the physical yeah. and sort of like the mental preparation that someone can do when they're public speaking, when they're talking to other people, or if they're nervous about an interview, for example, even meeting right. a client, you know, it can be quite, quite scary there. And you mentioned home recently, how, uh, you know, people could do things at home. And, and obviously during this time, it's very difficult when obviously lockdown is, is happening and people are restricted to their homes. And I find it quite difficult personally, because I'm, I'm always out and about and now I'm sort of restricted into a space. So just on that, what kind of things would you recommend for, for students at home? You know, they might be isolated from family in a dorm, you know, whatever that is. Is there anything that you can sort of recommend to help with a positive mindset through these hard times uh, if COVID? Sure. And I think I can relate to a lot of people who are listening and uh, Oliver, you as well, if you live alone. I was born and raised in India and then I moved to Sydney in 2019. Currently, I'm living alone and 2020, just not for me, everyone was really tough, was really hard. We have to, you know, the unprecedented times that we face a challenge like this, a pandemic like this. So this is when I actually picked up meditation again. Now, my father has always been a big fan of meditation, but I never actually picked it up when I was a teenager, the rebellious one. But in 2020, I thought of, okay, let's give it a try because I had a lot of time on my hand. I was stuck in my room. So I thought of giving it a try. And I believe meditation is one of those things that people should give it a go. Like if you have never tried it, please, I urge you to give it a try. A lot of successful people that I look up to a lot of uh, amazing entrepreneurs, content creators, uh, you know, successful people have said that they meditate uh, regularly. It, they credit a lot of their success to meditation. So, you know, it'll be a stupid thing to do if you're not actually doing it. If a lot of successful people attribute their success to meditation, what it actually does is it gives you that clarity. It gives you that moment to pause, to reflect, and then to move forward. Now, it's easier said than to be done. And I want you to know that when you start meditation, it's not going to be easy. <laughs> all the videos that you will see meditation says that you have to clear your head, your, your mind of all of these thoughts, but it is hard. Mm -hmm. A research said that we think of at least, I think it was 60,000 thoughts per, per, per day, every day. So wow. we think of 60,000 thoughts every day. It does make sense. It's really hard to focus on none when you're sitting idle meditation. But again, just like public speaking, just like any other skill, meditation is a skill that can be learned with practice. So I want you to know that it is okay if you sit down for the first time, first few times, and your mind is still thinking about everything and you can't stop it. It's completely fine. Don't run away from it. Let me give you a live example. Oliver and everyone listening to, to me right now, don't think about a yellow elephant standing on one leg. Like I don't think about a yellow elephant standing on one leg. The more I say don't, you're going to think about it. So the more you try when you're meditating, the more you try to shush all these thoughts, they're going to keep going on, uh, you know, going on. And again, I'm not a med meditation expert, but from my experience, if I let my brain run, you know, wide for a while after that, it just 
calms my thoughts. What I will recommend you to do is find some guided meditation to start with. If it is hard for you to do unguided meditation, use guided meditation, use their voice, use their uh, flow to kind of get into the practice. And this is one thing that I did when I was picking up meditation. I had a meditation journal. So in the first month when I used to meditate, I couldn't stop what I'm thinking about. So I'd rather keep a journal of what I was thinking about. So every time I would meditate, right after that, I will write down all of the things that I was thinking about in that meditation session. And it's quite funny when you look, when you flip through yeah, 30 days of your reflection, you will find patterns. You will find things that you constantly think about. Now, these things could either be from your past, some past experience that you keep constantly thinking about, or it could be some future fantasy, future goal, future something that you keep thinking about. Now, meditation is about you being in the present, not past, not future. But again, if you become aware about these things that you're thinking about from past or future, you can better deal with them. Yeah. So try making a meditation journal. If you, if you keep constantly thinking about your mind, mind is running while all of these thoughts are coming in, but start with meditation. It's a very good thing. Even five minute meditation is better than doing zero. You don't have to sit for half an hour, one hour, five minutes, you closing your eyes, building that habit is going to, you know, start that ripple effect in the long run. And I think and, yeah, during these times as well, like obviously people do meditation, even like you said, even if it's five minutes, it's something different uh, for a lot of people. And um, I think like you just said there, like with the diary, for example, I've never actually thought of that. And doing something very, very simple on a routine, even if it's five minutes, just just to settle you down, just to, to think about nothing and really just focus on, right, okay, despite the times I'm at home and stuff, you can just have that time to yourself. Because um, to be honest, I mean, I don't know about you, but although being in lockdown and being at home, it has given myself a lot of opportunity to develop myself and to learn a lot yeah. about myself. I mean, how about you? I mean, have you had this as well? I would say, I would say, yeah, both. Yeah. It was bad in the beginning, but once I did realize that we yeah, have all these time, we can flip the switch. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, I mean, on a day-to-day basis before, you know, we're going to university, we get work or whatever, and we're family and just like moving all the time. But I think with lockdown as well, you can really harness that time of just being by yourself just for five minutes. Like you said, Shivansh, a day just to reflect and meditate and I think that can be be really useful so just to, just to finish things off I know that you've you've looked at a lot of stuff you've developed a lot of resources yourself and I know you're a content creator is there anything that you would recommend to students right now to to look at to read a book maybe is there anything that you would recommend 100% so I'm not much of a reader I, I don't read books <laughs> but yeah. I, I listen to a lot of audiobooks and not the complete audiobooks just summaries of them so it's completely fine if you're like, I want to say, if you're not, if you can't pick up the habit of reading rather than saying, I can't be a reader, pick something else. Listen to audiobooks, listen to summaries of them, learn from other people who are writing all of these great insights in the books. So uh, a couple of books that I would recommend, first of all, is Think and Grow Rich. Can't emphasize enough how great that book is. All of the successful people, not all, but you know, a lot of them, again, I swear by Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. The second book that I have read was Elon Musk's biography. An amazing insight if you're trying to be an entrepreneur or that oddball in, in the world <laughs> that you're trying to create something. And uh, third would be a podcast that I would recommend you to listen to. That is by Andy Frazella. He's a guy that I look up to. He has made me, has changed me in a lot of ways for the better. So the podcast is called Real AF as in R-E-A-L real af af as in as fuck so it's real af 
and the name of the guy is Andy Frizzella, A-N-D-Y Frizzella. Check him out. He creates amazing content. He's one of those guys that doesn't sugarcoat code thing. You listen to his podcast, it'll be like a slap to your face, a cold slap to your face and, you know, just telling you the truth. But again, like he's a guy who has the right um, balance of giving you those unicorn motivational lines but actually giving you real tactical things to the practical see through life as well. Of the, of the stuff. That's amazing. Yeah. And uh, just lastly as well, is there anywhere uh, that our audience can sort of look at you, you know, like uh, online or anywhere? Sure. Uh, I would love to, if you have any questions, or if you want to connect with me, the best place to do that is on my Instagram. That is where I'm the most active. And my Instagram account handle is my underscore uncooked underscore thoughts i don't know why i still have those underscores i might remove them but basically it's my uncooked thoughts my uncooked thoughts so if you want to reach out to shivansh uh really really amazing guy and I, I thank you so much i've learned a lot especially the sort of meditation uh, especially the diary as well i haven't thought about that i might i might think of, uh, of doing that one but yeah shivansh thank you so much and if you guys want to reach out to him my underscore uncooked underscore thoughts on instagram and uh, yeah thank you so much keep learning and get earning <laughs>